0: Now so much more can be said than I really do have time to say Um, so I want to keep going. Out of the smoke locusts came up upon the earth and to them was given power as the power of scorpions of the earth have power. And they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing, or any tree, but only those who did not have uh, but but only those men who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Let's talk about that for a few moments. So they came up and they were given power as the power of scorpions of the earth have power in the book of deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 15 when god when moses recites to israel their journey up out of egypt through the wilderness he cites the words of god he tells them what god says And God said to Israel, Deuteronomy 8.15, I brought you through this vast and trackless desert with its scorpions and snakes. So He attaches the term Scorpion, the word scorpion, to the word snakes. Speaking of the distress of Israel when they came through the wilderness. Obvious analogies to being attacked by the serpent. We know that uh, there was a time, I believe it was at Rephidim, when uh, the serpents came, poisonous serpents came into the camp and they stung the Israelites and uh, they were dying of these stings until Moses lifted up the serpent of brass, made a serpent of brass or bronze um, and named it Nehushtan. All these things would be just incidental references uh, filling in details but for the fact that in notable passages like John 3, 17 and 18, uh, in the New Testament it would say, "...and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up." And there the analogy is to Christ. But it's not an analogy uh, that puts Christ In the same camp as Satan, because the serpent of brass, of bronze, raised up on the pole, healed them. So it was an analogy to Christ on the cross healing uh, the world of the bite of the serpent. Both scorpions and uh, snakes. And it's interesting, and he said, to them was given power as the power of the, of the earth, as, excuse me, as the scorpions of the earth have power. Scorpions typically, like snakes, are found in the dirt. In the dirt. So there's an analogy to that power. the demons have power in the way scorpions have power and it tells us very plainly the connection to scorpions and snakes is that they have demonic power, they have power that has been given to demons. And here again we see, it says, "...and they were given power," "...and to them was given power." We talked the last time, about how Satan had to ask for power or ask for authority to to torment or to test Job. The demon and Satan himself does not have intrinsic power, they have the power of deception, so humans cede their power to the demonic when they are deceived as Adam did. But then God may give Demons' power as it pleases God, because all creation serves God, and angels, in particular, all angels, fallen and unfallen, demons or those still categorized as angels, uh, they were all given, they were all created to serve the purposes of God. And that doesn't always mean that their duties are filled with light and glory and the like, it means that sometimes they are the tormentors of mankind and their presence brings great distress and great distraction and such is the case here. The reason they are analogized to scorpions is precisely because scorpions and snakes are in the same company and allude to the demonic. In creation they are They're like that. Now, these scorpions, they have power like scorpions, but they're locusts. Once again, the analogy to the plague of locusts in Egypt. Now, the typical case of locusts is that they devour grass or any green thing. Or any tree. It's it's what locusts do. Physical locusts, locusts in the in 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 nature. These were given a command that they obeyed. That they weren't to feed on grass and green things or any tree. Clearly, these aren't locusts. They are demonic they have the authority to torment men mankind who did not have the seal of god on their foreheads you could readily see when an offering when when it's when when the those who are tormented in this fashion understand and observe that those who have the seal of god on their foreheads they will like the people of old they will seek to find refuge in whatever offers them immunity again here i'm not remotely suggesting that these seals are visible to other human beings because seal on the forehead is more a reference to the state of mind. What is it that goes on in your head? What do you believe? In whom do you trust? What is your epistemology from the root word pistis, which is the term for faith? In what do you have faith? So those who have no faith in God, as compared to those who have faith in the living God, whose epistemology is the certainty of being cared for by Christ because they're in the body of Christ. Uh, they, They have the seal of God on their foreheads, everybody else does not and these, Demonic spirits, referenced as locusts, have authority to torment them but not kill them for five months. Now, in the, in the norm, the lifespan of a locust is about five months in nature but I believe more is referenced here than just the lifespan of an actual locus because these aren't actual locus, they're demonic spirits. Five, however, is the number of grace and it is in the the indication that like the Israelites who were sealed, if you like, if you would allow me to use that term, they were sealed by the blood, so when I see the blood, I will pass over you," giving rise to the term, Passover. The ones who are sealed with the seal of God on their foreheads, which we understand to be their epistemology, what they believe and therefore they're standing firmly in the midst of all of this, this woe, unlike them, there is no grace, they live in grace for for that same period of time that there is no grace for those who are stung by the torment of not being able to know what the truth is, not being able to rely on any body or basis of information and having your life be in a state of torment where you cannot rest in your skin. I would suggest to you this is somewhat like the condition referred to as where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched, where you cannot cannot turn because there is nothing you can turn to and where there seems to be no end to the torment, no letting up that one cascading event after another comes and there's no relief. This continues to sound like the period described as birth pangs on a pregnant woman, It's, it's like the poison of when a scorpion strikes, the fiery poison or the way the poison affects the cells and affects the, the, um, the, the pain sensors within the human body. It's like that except that this is going on in the mind. The clear analogy is to the distinction between the torments of those whose minds are not renewed in the things of God that's in my estimation that is the reason why it in the midst of this it references those who have the seal of God upon their foreheads men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads versus those who have the seal of God on their foreheads it's a mental thing the torment is mental uh, and the demonic torment robs men even of their ability to soundly judge anything, not to mention that in this time everything is dark, everything is obscure, you don't know what the truth is. You know, people today, who are playing around with, quote, alternative facts or with delusional thinking, who refuse to acknowledge and accept things that are patently obvious. They do not realize that what they're doing is making a space in their emotions for when such torments are demonically fueled. It is no joke to believe, to to have delusional, to hold delusional positions. It is no joke. This is not just something discretionary. You, You will only be set free from this form of torment when you actually know the truth. I am astonished at what I see, not just in the world, the world is awash with this today, but I am astonished at the lack of clarity in the church who take their cues from vulgar and contemptuous men, many of whom are already convicted for lying. I mean, look, What happened to the Spirit of God telling us what is true? So many of the leaders of the church right now get their information from news media where the, the positions of these charlatans in the news media is already well defined they have an agenda, I cannot begin to tell you the numbers of people I'm encountering in church, in the evangelical church, who believe anything they hear on the television networks of their own choosing. I mean they do not choose to understand that these people all have agendas. But you know, it's the consequence of entire denominations that have refused to submit to the Spirit of God and refused to recognize that you can hear from God. The bill for this falsehood is coming due, is coming due right now. We are in the antechamber of the very things we're reading about here in the book of Revelation. It's not going to be that you have control indefinitely. This is a time when God has decided to release judgments by releasing the invisible beings who are largely responsible for the creation of deception upon the earth. That means that deception will be on steroids because now the the agents who fabricated deception are now at work, have been released out of the place where they were held in captivity to do this work of separating between the holy and the profane, this is what's going on. In those days men will seek death and will not find it, they will desire to die and death will flee from them. People typically commit suicide when all hope is gone, when they have nothing to hold on to, and life in their present circumstance is painful in an unrelenting fashion. It's like the fires of of torment have reached conflagration within their minds. This is the condition being spoken of here. It's nonsense to suppose that these things have already happened this is the culmination of evil in the earth that overtakes those who have either ignored the things of God and done and gone their own way done their own thing and gone their own way or those who played around with the things of God over the years i cannot begin to tell you how many people i have how many preachers even that I have met and engaged who simply could not be bothered to change their mindsets when the truth was presented because it was uncomfortable and they would lose their places and they'd lose their ministries if they had to start over. You know, most ministries are based on the fact that people already agree with you. When people move from one city to another, if they, are, if they grew up in a certain church, that's the brand they look for in that other city. It's not unlike any other form of shopping, if you're used to uh, certain goods, that's what you look for and you know to look at the, at the franchises in that city if you move from one city to, to another whatever the retailers are, you know to expect that they've standardized their fare. It takes courage for people, for preachers in particular, to actually speak what God is saying because their standing is on the platform of the familiar. To go off that platform, God has to attend you and many of the ones I have met over the years simply will not do that because when you do, you become ordinary and what people hear, the people are persuaded by what you say if and only if the Spirit of God stirs their spirits. The alternative is, their ears are tickled by the thing they already believe and that's already familiar to them. They'll have itching ears and heap to themselves, teachers for whatever they lust for. This is the distinction between the seal of God in their foreheads and those who long for death because now the demonic has gotten a hold of their thoughts and there's no way out of the cycle of their thoughts and they long for death as relief from it. And death does not come for five months. He goes on to describe, so we've looked at the activities of these demonic spirits vis a vis human beings, and then he describes further how these demonic spirits now look. The shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. on their heads were crowns of something like gold and, in the, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair and their teeth were like lions' teeth. All these things indicate certain levels of deception, faces like men, but really they're demonic beings, hair like women, uh, appearing to be in order because hair there is a reference to the fact that the hair of a woman shows that she's a covered woman, she's, she's under covering which means she has the ability to function as God made her to function but she enjoys the covering and protection from God. So the idea here is that these demonic spirits pretend to be orderly in their progression, um, but they are really like horses prepared for battle, which means they, they understand their mission, and their mission is to subjugate human beings, to drive them toward to drive them in the arms of, ultimately, uh, the control of that great beast that arises on the earth and the the reference to which I've already uh, uh, noted is the book of Revelation, the thirteenth chapter, we're in the ninth chapter. So these are all preparatory, they're preparing for this great battle and these are their activities uh, as they prepare for battle. On their heads they have crowns of something like gold, the word for crown there of course is the word stefanu which is different from the term diadem or the term that refers to a diadem. So it, it, it indicates that they might have had prior ruling positions as opposed to the victors in a game, in the Olympic games. So the crowns or what looked like crowns of gold on their heads, is more the reference to fallen uh, from positions of authority. It, It makes me wonder, whether or not there was an entire cast of the angelic that fell who were put in Tartarus and and kept there because their activities in the fall from heaven were so onerous. We do know that they are demonic princes, and for the most part, those do not appear so much as uh, being imprisoned, certainly Satan is not in that prison um, and uh, uh, certain of the demonic spirits like, with designations like the Prince of Persia, the Prince of Greece and so on. Certain ones have been allowed to rule over human kingdoms and human nations but it would appear that there is a category of them that were imprisoned, perhaps, perhaps, this is entirely my my view, so I don't don't say this as Scripture, I'm just thinking aloud as I understand the way things have been constructed in this realm, to the extent that I understand this realm. They may have been the chief lieutenants the chief um, uh, controllers, perhaps one of the reasons... You see, angels, when they served God, were orderly, but the state of disorder that came... Milton coined the phrase in Paradise Lost, the house of pandemonium. So certain spirits were... Uh, evicted and perhaps it's the removal of this this rank of angels that allowed for this continuous bickering and chaos in the ranks of these of these angels so this reference to something like crowns of gold would indicate positions of rank that only now Uh, has been allowed to come forth upon the earth. But until then, they were held in Tartarus and as they come forth, we'll see the strengthening of the demonic hordes that herd people toward this capture of the great beast, uh, the, the one with seven heads and ten horns. We will continue Uh, in this discussion with their teeth being like the teeth of lions.